Okay, I know that volume is a quantification of a three-dimensional space occupied by something, and I've heard that volumetric video is a field of video production technique that captures a three-dimensional space. But what's the difference between 360-degree video and volumetric video? Beats me. But in this episode, 2245, Bill and Sean Johnston, the CG Pros, will be explaining when they answer commonly asked question, what is volumetric video on the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast? Welcome to the CG Insider Podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, a special welcome to you. And if you're a regular listener, it's great to see you again. Uh, In today's episode of the CG Insider Podcast, we'll be answering another great question submitted to our Ask Us Anything page at thecgbros.com. This time, our question was submitted by Jung Yoon S. from Orlando, Florida. And Jung Yoon asked the CG Bros, what is volumetric video? And by the end of our discussion, you'll not only know what volumetric videos are, but you'll also learn a little history and background, as well as how this incredible technology is being used today and where it, can, and where it looks to be headed in the future. Be sure to stay until the end of the podcast. Where we'll be sharing some great comments by you. I'm Sean Johnston, professional CG artist and animator in the video games industry with over 28 years of experience. And today I'm currently a full-time animation director. And I'm Sean's brother, Bill. Uh, I'm also an industry veteran specializing in 3D animation and digital VFX for folks like Activision and Sony Computer Entertainment and Bungie to name a few. Um, And we're grateful to be your hosts for this edition of the CG Insider Podcasts. And thanks, uh, Jung Yoon, for asking uh, this great question. So Sean, you know, I was thinking about this. Question. I hope so. you know that we could go really anywhere uh, with this, but you know, I was just thinking, can you imagine exploring your childhood home, you know, in virtual reality, and or watching your your memories play out in front of your eyes of, of some of your childhood experiences? Uh, not or, not or, when you're beating on me, that's for sure. No, uh, no. <laughs> well, how about how about going to a sporting event or a concert or something, ah. watching you know from any seat in the house? You know how normally you, we sit in the nosebleed seats. Well, I, I do because I can't afford the the. the prime seats, but just think about having any seat in the, in the stadium where you could watch a sporting event. I would love that. Or actually be right there as the batter, right? That would be, that'd be fantastic. Wouldn't it? Yeah, exactly. From any, and you could actually, yeah, from the point of view of, the, of any uh, sports figure or even in a concert, just, just some fantastic stuff. Well, you know, it sounds like science fiction uh, and uh, it's not true. It's actually uh, beginning to happen right now. It's uh, a little holodecky. So- isn't it? Uh, exactly, exactly. So, Sean, why don't you go ahead and start off? Uh, uh, but what exactly is it? What is volumetric, what is volumetric video? video for? Yeah. For you to, if you don't know what it is, it basically just recur. It refers to recording a physical place, object, or person, or even an event like you're talking about that makes uh, that makes it appear that it takes up three dimensional space. Basically, it's recording the object or person, creating a three D model of those objects or persons, and then it's and it's in an animated form. It's not a static image uh, where it's not moving. It's actually animated and so you can rotate around that object and as if uh, you were in virtual reality yes and this, this model that uh, is created can be placed within any 3d environment whether it's uh, rendered into a scene or, or placed in vr or or the metaverse or, or augmented reality or mixed reality it, it just it, you can use it in all sorts of different ways and and what's really kind of cool about it is, is Sean when you were talking about you know it creates an animated model that's exactly what it does you can use it as a still model as well I mean if you could get it into a t-pose that would that would be ideal because then you could rig it and, and and then you could animate it any way you wanted to uh, but uh, that we'll talk about that a little bit a little bit uh, more 
Well, yeah, the, the first, actually, I, I didn't realize that it was, I, how, how, how new is this technology, I should say? Um, I thought it was uh, fairly new, but it actually goes back to right around, I believe there's a 1996 to 2003. Um, I was looking at a, an actual, um, an engineer that was working at Microsoft that actually posted a video, the first, um, and they call it time of flight RGB depth camera from 1998. And this video right here in the background I'm showing right now shows kind of a, kind of what you would see almost actually uh, what you'd see in almost one of the connect cameras, the Azure cameras you see today, but that was back in 1998. So it's relatively new. And it's interesting because I didn't realize, I keep seeing this time of flight. Uh, what does TOF mean? And it's actually, a, it, it refers to a technique that resolves basically the distance between the camera and the subject for each point of the, on that image. So if it's between the camera and the actual actor or the, or the person or the object or whatever it is, and it basically measures the round trip from that uh, resolves that round trip of that light, that artificial light signal that provides, it's basically provided by a laser or LED and it, and it basically goes towards the object and back and, it, and that's, that's how it creates this point cloud. So it's a point by point with a laser beam. So yeah, that's kind, kind of pulsating, a, pulsating and taking samples of, yes. and bouncing back. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Well, and, and you mentioned, you know, not being a new thing uh, and, you know, LIDAR is used pretty extensively today and we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but you know, LIDAR stands is an acronym for laser imaging detection and, and ranging, um, as opposed to radar, which is radio uh, amplification, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, <laughs> it's been around for like 50 years, uh, for, right. you know, used mostly for scientific and government applications. But, um, you know, in 2008, uh, that depth sensing technology, you know, kind of became a tool for creative artists uh, like Radiohead. Here's a here's a an image of uh, of you know what he did he using uh, depth sensing technology he, he created a whole video or he they the band <laughs> created a whole video using uh, uh, uh basically lidar point cloud scans uh, it's pretty amazing uh, video i won't show it here because i don't want to get it i was gonna say who's who ra who named their kid radiohead <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah so volumetric capture is basically uh, is is what volumetric video is so it's, it's basically motion capturing in uh 3D and 3D models. So uh, it's it, like you said, it's being used uh, all over the place. Now you're seeing it in all sorts of videos and, and now you're seeing it in sports um, where they're, they're having um, I th this, this little, little picture. Kind of let me give you an example here. This, this example here is what you'd see in a traditional camera. You, you, you're seeing your scene here, you get your foreground, middle ground, background, and you're pretty limited to what you can do once you've shot that. Uh, and this, this kind of a, is an example of what you can do when you create a 360 degree camera. Uh, and it's actually taking a picture all 360 degrees, which they are using as well. But then you've got this volume where they've created this, this almost like an arena with 150, 200 cameras, these high speed cameras that, that, are, that are, you know, all this immense amount of data that's being captured of all these objects and people in the scenes like dancing around, fighting, kind of thing, things like that. But it actually pixelizes, it actually creates a voxels um, and and that those are 3D little, little almost 3D objects on top of a scene. So you can see this little picture of this, this David. I guess this is David, right? And you can see how it's, it's, it looks like it's got, it has all these uh, ridges on it. And those are little voxels, uh, little points. Which stands for vo volume pixel, right? Yes, exact. Thank you for clarifying that for me. But uh, yeah, this example here is, is kind of an, uh, what they've, one of the large Intel built this, this studio here with all these cameras in it. 
this kind of an arena and they filmed this, uh, this Western scene. And um, it's, it's pretty cool. And they show the, the data right here where it's all uh, digitized and in 3D. And so they'll start showing where they're gonna start putting the camera on, on. For example, this is the horse point of view that's running around, which is really neat because it's a, it's a 3D object in, a, in, in the computer. And uh, what's neat is you can pretty much reshoot everything that you wanted to, to, to um, you know, if you didn't like the first time you did it and you didn't like the, how the cinematographer was working, how you're framing your shot or whatever, you wanted to, to, to have it come from uh, like coming up out of the ground, for example. I mean, how would you do that? I mean, unless you're using a, um, or a slow it down, because look at the speeding and slowing down. That's kind of a cool, almost like the, the matrix when you like saw bullet, the bullet time. time. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you have this flexibility to reshoot things and from different directions or even maybe have a live performance where you can watch it in real time, right? That, amazing, amazing technology. Yes, and not only can you, can you, you know, reshoot or, or, or you know, basically reshoot, you know, re-record the camera, uh, you know, the camera's performance throughout your, your captured data, is you can, re, you can relight the scene any way you want to. You, you have control over lighting uh, in, in a lot of instances. And if you, you know, depending on how you set up your shot, you know, you, you have control over a lot of these things uh, because they only, it's not just the, the camera that's being, uh, you know, there, there are different technologies that are, that are into play. It's not just the, the depth sensing technology, but there's also other other technologies you can combine to kind of create a, a, a seamless uh, work. Here's an example of that, of, of of uh, you know somebody dancing and doing it as a volume capture, it pre creates a pretty nice high resolution mesh of them, and that's all adjustable. And you know, of course, it it's subject to your resource constraints because some of these data sets are pretty huge, uh, or can be anyway, depending on your resolution. But basically, it captures the the materials, and I mean, look at the material of her jacket, just amazing. Um, so you don't have to texture your models; they're all they're all, they're pre textured. It comes with you know you know nice yeah you get your normal of detail yep, yeah everything. The cloth even works. It's just it's a it's a really great uh, technology. I think the the what's interesting about that thinking about it is just looking at that video is uh, imagine being able to um, you know retopologize that entire character, basically making it into not this mesh dense mesh, but actually making it equal parts uh, polygons. So you can actually you know add things to that character. Let's say you wanted to change the the uh, the character's wardrobe. You know, you could you could probably do that with the same, you know, the same data set, you know, you've got and you just, you know, once you've optimized it and cleaned it all up, like you're saying, you could change it possibly later on where you you have it, like you said, in the T pose, you go ahead and add motion capture to it or, add, you know, make them do certain things that you're that wasn't really in the original performance. Um, and then also, you know, you could throw on all, you know, layer on top of that some, um uh, some, uh, you know, sims on top of that, like you said, a cloth sim, or maybe, you know, have put water in the scene. I mean, how cool, you know, throw it in a game engine. How exactly. cool would that be? It, it, well, that's, they're actually doing that today. And, you know, it, it's, it's really cool because, you know, volumetric video, I mean, we've kind of talked around it and, and gaming is is really pushing the forefront on this is, is basically it's a, it's a way to, to not only, you know, create and consume videos, but it's a, it's a way to immerse yourself or the the user or the viewer in, in in the experience that you're trying to create, um, you know, instead of you know going to the theater for a concert, you know, or a play, just just think you could you could bring that performance into your home, uh, you know, the the actor could be right there in front of you in your living room, or the musician could be sitting there, you know, you'd have a personal a personal concert, Sean. I could see that um, using you know, like say the Oculus Oculus or other VR 
headsets where you actually like you could be there and on stage behind the character or behind the uh, the singer or behind the drummer or, you know behind any of the the people doing you know performing or even a play uh, for goodness sakes you know you could do that that how cool would that be you know with your VR goggles on of course and you know and, and the, well the possibilities are endless and you know that's it's really interesting because there's a lot of money kind of coming into the space uh, these days as far as the video uh, biometric video market they're expecting five billion dollars uh, uh, to be generated at least in this market uh, by 2026 and uh, those are probably pretty conservative estimates from what I can tell. Uh, because I mean, NVIDIA is really coming out with some amazing, uh, the video boards are having a little issue, the latest set of video boards. But, you know, in, in general, their their AI technology and their the technology that is moving some of this this video uh, is is gonna just make some, make it's gonna change, it's gonna be a paradigm shift really uh, in, in video. I mean, just think about video meaning, Sean, where you don't have to, to um, you know, sit here and, you know, sit here and watch, look, look at, you know, eight people on a video screen or on some kind of, you know, teleconference projector or something like that. You can actually be sitting in the room with these people. So, you know, it's, it's very, it's a very amazing technology. It sounds like science fiction, but it's not as long as you have, you know, some type of augmented, you know, some type of goggles where you can actually see the augmented reality. People could be in the room with you and it would look like they're sitting there. Just think about the implications as far as, you know, training and, and uh, you know, simulation, battle simulation and stuff like that. Like you said, the holodeck. Right. Yeah, that yeah, it's amazing. Just the um, the t- the technology is how fast it's moved. Like I was saying early on, it's just uh, you know I thought it was relatively. I mean, it is pretty new. Fifty years is not a lot, but I mean, even nineteen ninety eight, relatively, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's really exploding. Um, and obviously, you have you know the metaverse, the whole talk about metaverse and people wanting to live in in virtual reality, and then this is going to be um, you know helping you know move that along and push that push that forward. Um, you know, you you already saw a lot of this stuff early on with with uh, photogrammetry, basically multiple photos of objects. And you know, look at Google, Google, um, uh, you know, Earth. That's a perfect example. You're flying around uh, cities, and they basically are showing, you know, taking pictures of, of all of the, uh, you know, from a, from a bird's eye view of all the buildings. And that's kind of the same process of photogrammetry, but there's no animation going on. Um, but uh, you know, working together with those things. Uh, and, and melding all those things together, it's just, it just seems like it's going to be, I'm not really into myself personally, Bill. I don't, I haven't, I haven't actually put on an Oculus Rift, um, or any of those, those headsets, uh, you know, HTC or whatever the vibe, I, I haven't even messed with those things. Have you had a chance to, to put those on? You know, at a minimal level, I, I, it kind of makes me sick, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That's the feeling I get. I mean, I know the frame rate has to be pretty pretty fast or to not get that and obviously the camera moving around um, a lot is going to give you that that sickness but uh, I, I definitely see I mean obviously live performance is really where I think it's going to go I mean um, how would you do this if you're sitting in, at, a, at a theater it's not you're not really going to have that ability to do that unless you're wearing a head everybody's wearing a headset but then why go to the theater you're just going to be at home. Well, yeah, but then everybody could have a front row seat. That's the beauty of it. Everybody could have a, a front row seat and you can, it's like you. It's like there's a personal performance for you. I think, and it's, it's like a pay-per-view almost, a pay-per-view event where you're actually at the event and rather than sitting in your home. Yeah, I, I could see if it, since the immense the amount of data that's being processed, um, it's it's staggering. I, I think uh, that if they can get over that hurdle of that, I can see a lot of that being done, you know, because you, obviously you're at, you're at your house. And what a bummer that would be, obviously, if you don't have a fast connection and, you know, they're streaming it to all these people, all this data, 
um, in real time. I, I, I don't know. I think we've got a ways to go, but. Well, I don't think it's going to actually, it's not actually streaming video though. It's streaming. It's you're right. It's streaming data, but not video data. It's streaming, it's streaming 3d data, uh, in a way. Um, and then reconstructing it on, you know, at, at your, at, at the site, you know, that's kind of how it's going to work is, is these video cards are, it won't, video data is going to not be streamed anymore. AI is going to basically reconstruct the data on the user's end with the data that, you know, with the, by the data that's coming across all that data, they're going, they're all this LIDAR data, all this, all this volume data is going to, to be rebuilt on the user's end. And so there won't be any lag really anymore. As a matter of fact, uh, here's, let me show you, this is a, a really great um, product. It's called a SOAR. It's a relatively new product, but basically it's a software system and camera system. It's mostly, mostly software, but basically it uses, uh, a little volume that you can set up with, with you know, maybe basically the system they're showing here is eight cameras. And basically he's standing within the realm, Sean. And what you're seeing there is real time video capture and rendering. So he's, what you're, he's, he's gonna, the guy's gonna ask him to wave his hand or something now. And he's actually wave his hand. So he's waving. He just did that live. And what you're seeing on the computer is live in real time. And you can see the interviewer actually walks into the screen and, and uh, gets captured into the volume as well. And it just registers off of these things. You set up your camera, register them off of these posts, kind of calibrate them, and you're standing in their volume and off you go. And it's, it's, it's just a, an amazing technology. And the cool thing about this, and we really didn't touch on this yet, was basically you can pause these things. You can actually pause the, 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 the you can rotate, you know, pause, rotate, and you know, zoom in, zoom out. You know, you're talking about live performance. So you have to go to the bathroom. You know, you just pause the performance. You know, if, even if it is live, go back or even even one of these. I mean, we used to do the the uh, octagon shot. I remember we used to pay lots of money just to watch. You know, some of these uh, full contact, uh, you know, fights. And I, I, I think if if I could see that in volume volumetric video, I would pay to see that. I think it would be outstanding to be in the ring with those guys. I think the the coolest thing would be uh, getting being the one of the fighters. And having it tracking the head and being basically seeing where the where the punches are coming from, that would be yeah, really that would neat. be amazing. That'd be cool yeah, to actually go out and like you're actually fighting, you know, uh, a world famous MMA fighter. Uh, thought that was really cool. Well, you know, the applications are really kind of neat. Um, I used something similar to this back in 2014 when I was working on H1Z1. Uh, we we weren't using depth cameras, but if you can look at this video, I'll show you quickly. I was doing. I was basically using a light to measure the, the, the volume that I was going to do. I think we had five cameras I set, had set up uh, to do some capturing. I was try, testing out this. Uh, uh, basically, it's markerless uh, capture. So I was with this light here. You're basically divining the, the, the capture volume space um, around. And then it, it, after that, I went ahead and just um, did my performance and then there's a there's kind of like an avatar that's in there that you can use, and you you basically line it up to yourself, and then it actually it moves along with it, and it goes in, and it uh, just like you see here, it actually tracks it, of like a zombie walk or something, and I was just doing a test and a run, and so it actually worked really really well. But uh, we go, you know what? It's too slow. We we you can't can't you know we need to get this game out, and so we we actually ended up doing a a real performance, but. Um, if, if you look at some of the, you know, the connect, you'll see this here. This is, this isn't actually using the iPi system, which I was mentioning. Um, this is actually using connect in real time where you see the, um, the guy on the left there. And then you see his, he's using, I believe a Mixamo, uh, skeleton and, and mesh 
3D model mesh right there of a guy with, uh, you know, motion capture guy. But this is, you know, you can do this right now. Um, and I'll, we'll talk about more about how much these kind of things cost, but this is, you know, really kind of a neat technology that you can do yourself. Yeah, so then another cool use of the, the technology is in, uh, the, you know, sports, sports improvement. You know, here's an example of a golfer. He, he's looking to improve his game. And so what volumetric video allows this guy to do is it provide, well, first, first it provides him with 3D video of his performance. And that it can be used to, uh, you know, by, to be looked at by trainers and, and even, you know, use it augmented applications uh, and VR applications. Uh, as well, and just it's just an, a great way to study study mechanics for one thing. And trainers and and sports teams are already using this type of technology to do, uh, you know, performance enhancement and analysis. So was that was that uh, is that photorealistic? Because I know I, I did notice that there's different qualities based on well, the, the cameras. The background, yeah, is dropped in. It's it's he's he's been placed into a background, and so I was just focusing in on the character. Uh, like for example, yeah, the background is, is simulated. Yeah, I was thinking about the hair. Like say somebody has very very long hair be very interesting to see how well that picked up um, the actual hair of somebody like somebody who's a you know, long, long haired person or whatever. Um, that's a lot of data. I mean, it, there's a lot of points there. I know they can have optimizations and things, but I think the guy in that one scene is had no hair um, that was doing real time, right? The guy <laughs> you're showing. Oh yeah. That, and that's definitely helpful. And we've talked about in the past. Yeah. It certainly cuts down on, on data and, and artifacting when you have, you know, tight clothes and, you know, tightly cropped hair and, and no, no, uh, no flowing clothing. <laughs> right. I mean, here, here's meta stage. Here's another one. This is kind of a neat high res thing too. She's got obviously a ponytail. Um, I believe there's another capture in, in, in this video here for, for meta stage where this, uh, there's a, there's a woman that actually has the long hair that gets, goes and, and gets captured on this stage. But, you know, it's, it'd be neat to be able to, to see how to do certain dance moves from all different directions too. I think that would be kind of neat. Um, the applications, obviously, of, of uh, telehealth and things like that, maybe in the future. I know that they were using a lot of volumetric stuff for during COVID for doing some stage performances that you could log into and, and, and see that kind of stuff. Um, now, I, you know, it's funny because I, I looked at some of that stuff on online. It was like really, really popular a couple of years ago, um, right around COVID. And now you look and there's like no, no new stuff. I haven't seen anything new. But uh, I, I know it's going to continue. Obviously, there you saw... Um, Ready Player One, they used it in, in that movie. Oh, yes, you can see the, the flowing dress there uh, of that lady at the very end uh, yep. where they were capturing it. So the cloth is even captured. It's neat. Yeah, I mean, you can use them in all sorts of different applications. You can use them in, uh, you know, virtual production, of course. And we already talked about sports. And, you know, you can, it's, it, you can use it to create, you know, entire landscapes, basically. Capture, capture and animate, uh, digitize your backgrounds. You can use them to to digitize performers and, and combine performers. Um, it, it, you can use them in fashion, you know, to sell clothing and to show, show, show off clothes. I mean, or any, any, any other you know, really uh, commercial industry. Uh, right. We've already talked can, about training and education. Yeah. Too. Fashion, you know, we said uh, sports, obviously uh, documentaries, you can do that. Uh, I mean, just think uh, watching, watching a forensic file or something like that. <laughs> you're, you know, you're watching it in AR, but you're, you're seeing the actual, oh gosh, I don't know if I want to go uh, go too deep into that, but yeah, just 
you know about uh, that show. It's it's kind of um, it's it's. Uh, well, we've talked about worst. avatars of deceased loved yeah. ones too in the past. I remember Jor-El and Superman movies. You know, mm-hmm. we could we could we're too, we can do that. You know, imagine being able to to re, you know take the recordings of your loved ones, turn them into an you know a three D model or an quote an avatar with their exact mannerisms, the, you know their subtle facial expressions and 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 even their voice based on you know all the text messages they left you on your cell phone. You know, you you could. You could really, I mean, that's kind of a creepy application, if you ask me. But, but you know, maybe it could be done in a loving and very beautiful way. Yeah, I mean, it was done, obviously, not gratuitous would, would be probably the best thing. I was thinking about the future, you know, the, the, what would be the future applications of, of, uh, of the space? I know there's a lot of democratization of, of the space where you've got open source material or uh, software programs, things like that. You can do your, use your iPhone to do that as well. There's a bunch of um, software you can get for that. As well as your Android, um, but I, I kind of think of how cool would it be to be able to have actual go back to a, a film that's already been produced um, and go ahead and scan that into the computer, um, actually make a three D volume of that old movie, have AI come in and, and and basically process the entire scene where you have you know using actors that have been photographed in their costumes and things like that on uh, you know when they're when they're before they make the movie. And then you can just kind of redo the scene, you know, yourself. How cool would that be? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting idea, Sean. We've talked about how they're doing that in 2D, and I, I see that uh, absolutely coming in the future. I mean, it, the, the nice thing about having AI is you don't really need, you know, giant, well, I mean, it, it, it completes, you know, all the holes and all the, you know, based on, on information that it already knows, you know, what, what should be around this guy's pant leg, you know, what should be, be you know, on the other side of this guy's, you know, if it knows the front half, it can simulate the the back half. You know, create the back half. So right, uh, it, it's it's it, the, the the implications are are stunning. That's what I'm saying. Just I mean, just take take the the images of your actors. I gosh, sorry, we gotta we have to we have to close out of here. But anyway, you know, like with all the costumes from 360 degrees, and then they they shoot the scenes however they want, and you can come back in there and re-edit it. How cool! Definitely. You know, let us know what you think in the comments below. Where do you think volumetric videos is headed? We'd we'd like to hear your comments. So let's go ahead and uh, talk about uh, some, uh, get to the mailbag there. Yeah. Well, um, Youngsik K says, uh, uh, the CG Bros channel is the biggest source of inspiration for Korean CG artists. I, that's awesome to know. Love that. Woo. Uh, been developing our dreams by watching the contents of the CG Bro channel. Uh, we were dreaming that our work would be uploaded on this channel someday. And, and our, if our film goes up, it'll probably be the first Korean indie animation. So he says it's a lifelong honor for all of our team, and it's been uh, it'll be a great stimulus for our schoolmates. Well, we appreciate that, um, Young Suk K. Uh, we really appreciate that a lot, and you know that's what we're here for. Yeah, definitely. And their film did go up, and it's quite a, quite a quite a quite a nice film. Check it out. Um, Otis H uh, writes in, commented, and said, "Hey, I was motivated to step into CG, the CG area because of watching amazing works on the CG Bros." After years of following, I consider the CG Bros selection one of the best platforms out there. Well, thanks, Otis. We have to agree with you on that. I'm biased, yes, of course. Not Adam, by accident. Adam B <laughs> says, any chance to have my works uh, spread to a wider audience cannot be turned down. Um, exactly. Just, kept, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm speechless a lot of times when I read these um, because it's 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 taking me aback because I'm like, wow, it's it's amazing how much we've impacted and we couldn't have done it without the, these these fine creators uh, coming to our channel. So that's it. Just kind of uh, gives me a huge uh, smile. 
Thank you. Yes, and 1.7 billion views can't be wrong, right? <laughs> That's right. Can't be. <laughs> anyway, thank you for being part of our podcast today. And we want you to know we do them exclusively for you. And we had a great time answering Zheng Yun's question, what is volumetric video? Uh, we could have gone on and on. And we hope you, lo hope you learned something new uh, that you didn't know along the way, because as you know by now, our philosophy is that you should learn something new, at least one thing, every week. Uh, we enjoyed our conversation. hope you did. And if you did, share it around with some of your friends, would you? Um, hit that like button, too, because it really helps YouTube find other people like you who are interested in CGI and VFX-related uh, subject matter that we talk about here on the, on the podcast. Uh, by the way, if you've got a subject that you would like us to cover uh, in one of our podcasts, you can let us know by uh, heading over to our website at thecgbros.com and heading up to the About Us tab and clicking on the Ask Us Anything dropdown, just like Jung Yoon did. We're always looking to improve our podcasts and would love to know what you think. So please leave us a comment below. And if you do, no guarantees. We may even read it in one of our future podcasts. Just in case you didn't know, we bring you a new cutting edge edition of the CG Insider right here every week, where we discuss things having to do with computer graphics, CGI animation, digital VFX, as well as other related interesting topics. Also, be sure to check out the CG Bros YouTube channel for your front row seat for some amazing state of the art CGI short film entertainment created by some of the most talented new media producers and VFX studios out there today, as well as some really revealing VFX breakdowns and behind the scenes making ofs. Sean and I are looking forward to seeing you here again for next week's podcast, where we'll be answering another great fan question. How is CGI used to create 3D sculptures? Sounds interesting to me. We'll see you here next week. Well, that's it for today. We sure hope you've enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, what is volumetric video? Thanks for being with us. If you watched us on YouTube and you enjoyed the experience, please hit the super thanks button where you can buy us a cup of coffee. Please give us a thumbs up too. Be sure to leave a comment because we might share it on a future podcast and give you a personal shout out by name. If you're not yet following us on our channel, please hit the subscribe button. Subscribing is free and ring the bell so you'll be notified when we post our next podcast. Also, please share the video with your friends on social media. Oh, and uh, don't forget to tell all your friends that they too can enjoy the audio-only version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Audible.com, and Stitcher. And here's a free bonus. If you'd like even more insider information, Delivered right to your inbox, subscribe to our free CG Insider monthly newsletter. Go to our website, thecgbros.com, and sign up. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. And be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, how is CGI used to create 3D sculptures? This has been episode 2245 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.